On today's Exploring History podcast, I'll discuss the life and influence of a true pioneer, someone who led the way in multiple fields, athletics, faith, civil rights, and government. We'll consider the life of Sir Douglas Nichols of Australia. Welcome to Exploring History with Ray Notgrass, a production of Notgrass History. The original inhabitants of Australia had been living there for centuries before the first British settlers came in 1788. The British called the original inhabitants Aborigines. The term simply means from the beginning, however, the term is considered demeaning today, and the term First Nations is now more accepted, although the adjective aboriginal is still considered respectful. As has sadly been the case in many places around the world, the majority of white settlers devalued and dismissed the First Nations people and failed to treat them with the same respect they gave to whites. The whites considered the aboriginal residents of Australia to be second-class people, not even citizens. In one example of discriminatory treatment, white officials would at times go into aboriginal communities and abduct girls to work as domestic servants in the homes of whites or to hold other jobs in white society. The victims of this tragedy became known as the Stolen Generation. In addition, laws passed by the white government allowed whites simply to take land on which Aboriginal people were living. Douglas Nichols was born in 1906 in New South Wales. He was the youngest child in a family of the Yorta Yorta clan. Nichols was born at a time when Aboriginal groups were declining in population. As a youth, Douglas saw whites take his older sister from their home. Douglas only received a third or fourth grade education before he was moved off his land and went to work in a nearby town. Douglas Nichols loved athletics. He was a competitor. He ran track and competed in boxing, but his first love was Australian rules football. In 1929, he began a professional career in Aussie rules football. He played on teams in a series of cities. Now, in those times, a professional career meant that he was paid a little for each game and had to work another job to support himself. Nichols was the first Aboriginal player in what we might call the Major League of Aussie Rules football, and for a time he was the only Aboriginal player in the league. In other words, Nichols was the Jackie Robinson of Australian Rules football. Like Robinson, Nichols was subjected to discrimination and mistreatment. However, on one occasion, a star white player reached out to Nichols and befriended him. This act was the bridge that led to other players accepting Nichols. He became an inspiration to other Aboriginal players who wanted to reach the top level of competition. Some of the men Nichols inspired were eventually able to play at that level also. Nichols had an outstanding professional career and received numerous awards, 
but an unfortunate injury forced him to retire in 1937. Beyond athletics, Nichols had an even greater love, and that was the Lord. In 1945, he became a minister in Churches of Christ. He helped to plant several aboriginal churches and was an effective and beloved preacher. He and his wife Gladys organized several relief efforts, especially for the purpose of helping aboriginal people in need. Also deep in his heart was the desire to help the First Nations of Australia obtain equal rights. As I mentioned earlier, the aboriginal people were not considered citizens of Australia. They did not have access to many benefits the government offered, such as old age pensions, which are the equivalent of our Social Security. In some Australian states, Aboriginal residents received a lower minimum wage than whites did. Nichols became involved in Aboriginal political affairs and campaigned for Aboriginal civil rights. Nichols was something like the Martin Luther King Jr. of the civil rights movement for the Aboriginal people of Australia. He used his fame as a footballer to draw attention to the Aboriginal quest for equality. In a 1939 speech to a largely non-Aboriginal audience, Nichols described the plight and longing of his people. In that speech, he said, The skeleton in the cupboard of Australia's national life is its treatment of the Aborigines. It is one of the saddest stories of modern times that we should have become an outcast in our own land, with not even the rights and privileges that are extended to many aliens. We appeal for the right of education, for at least some of the rights of citizenship, for the chance to become useful citizens in the land that was ours by birth. On another occasion, Nichols delivered a sermon that was broadcast on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. The sermon addressed the question of why all Australians should, as he put it, bother about the Aborigines. In it, he said, Why bother about Aborigines? I want to suggest three things about why you should bother about the Aborigines. Firstly, we belong to the great family of God, and He had made out of one blood all nations of men. Secondly, why you should bother about the Aborigines, we're part of the great British Commonwealth of Nations. And thirdly, we want to walk with you. We don't wish to walk alone. The landmark accomplishment in the quest for rights for the Aboriginal people came in 1967, when Australians voted on whether to count the Aboriginal people as citizens in the national census. We today might be amazed that this was even a question that had to be considered, but the situation demonstrated the strong prejudice that had existed against the First Nations. Australian voters approved the proposal with 90% voting yes. This victory came about through the work of Nichols and other leaders. Nichols opposed the use of violence, but he was a strong supporter of what I call persistent grace in relating to whites and in pressing his case for equality. Douglas Nichols' character, leadership, and integrity became legendary throughout Australia. He was honored to be named Father of the Year for Victoria State in 1962. His fame extended throughout the Commonwealth, 
and in 1972 he became the first Aboriginal Australian to be knighted. At the ceremony, Queen Elizabeth II said the honor was bestowed on Nichols for distinguished services to the advancement of the Aboriginal people. In a later speech, Sir Douglas emphasized the importance of his knighthood for the First Nations. He said, I only hope it will encourage others of my people to strive to make something of themselves in the Australian community. The knighthood is a great moment for me, my family, and my people, he said. I am the first Aborigine knighted, but certainly not the last. He said that he hoped the event would help Australian officials pay closer attention to the issues that the Aboriginal people were pressing for, including land rights and better medical care. In 1973, he was awarded the title of Bapu Mamus, which means head man, a way of saying that he was viewed as the leader of the Aboriginal people. In 1976, Sir Douglas was appointed governor of the state of South Australia, again, the first Aboriginal person to hold such a high office. During a royal visit to Australia the next year, Queen Elizabeth II bestowed on him a second knighthood. Sir Douglas resigned the governorship in 1977 after a stroke, but he continued preaching until his death in 1988. When he died, he was given a state funeral and was buried in his home village. Nichols has been honored in many ways for his life and leadership. A suburb of Canberra was named Nichols in his honor in 1991. A statue of him and his wife was erected in Parliament Gardens in Melbourne in 2007. And just last month, Australia Post issued a postage stamp honoring Sir Douglas on the 50th anniversary of his knighthood. We tell the story of Sir Douglas Nichols in the Knotgrass History Middle School World History Curriculum from Adam to Us. The Homeschool History Resource website has an informative video outlining Nichols' life that features interviews with several family members. Sir Douglas Nichols only stood 5 feet 2 inches tall, but in athletics, faith, civil rights, and politics, he was a giant of a man. I'm Ray Notgrass. Thanks for exploring history with me today. This has been Exploring History with Ray Notgrass, a production of Notgrass History. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app, and please leave a rating and review so that we can reach more people with our episodes. If you want to learn about new homeschool resources and opportunities from Knotgrass History, you can sign up for our email newsletter at exploringhistorypodcast.com. This program was produced by me, Titus Anderson. Thanks for listening.